My co-host, Derek Hutchison. Hello. <laughs> founder of the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. Here on Lit Speak, our goal is to spark your imagination with an idea you can use to go light your world. So this morning, I have a few questions for you. Do you battle with extra pounds that you wish you could shed? Has your weight problem led to embarrassment, low self-esteem, or health issues? Do you wonder what God thinks of your food addiction? Author Janet K. Brown joins us today on Lit Speak right here on Blog Talk Radio to discuss these issues and much more. Janet is the author of Divine Dining, 365 Devotions to Guide You to Healthier Weight and Abundant Wellness. She has also published two novels, Worth Her Weight, a women's fiction work, and her first novel was a young adult novel entitled Victoria and the Ghost. Janet teaches a weekly class on healthy eating and speaks to groups in her area of Wichita Falls, Texas on permanent weight loss. I'm so pleased to have Janet join us this morning to share her passion for diet, fitness, and God's Word. Janet, welcome. Thank you. Good to be with you. Well, it's so good to hear your voice and to find kind of meet you more or less. We've been friends over the Internet for quite a while now. I've been asked. It's what not the same, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Someday I'll meet you in person, Janet. <laughs> well, I know that you're from Texas, but I'd like yes. you to tell us a little bit about yourself as a child, Janet. Have you lived in Texas all of your life? Lived did, in Texas all there? my life. Born and <laughs> raised in Dallas. Okay. And, uh, uh, married my high school sweetheart, so uh, who was also born and raised in Dallas. So we didn't get too far <laughs> from home, like 130 miles. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, no. <laughs> but, well, since uh, we're going to be talking I, about, I'm sorry, Janet. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> since uh, we're going to be talking about weight today and diet and health and healthy fitness. Uh, one of my questions is, was weight an issue for you in childhood, or is it a problem that you didn't face until later on in life? Actually, when I was a young child, I was very small, uh, and my parents worried about me because I couldn't gain weight and took me to the doctor for that. But as I went through uh, the preteens, I started rounding out and uh, getting chunky, 
And then, of course, they worried about that. So if, when I was 14 years old, my mother put me on my first diet. So from I, I don't ever remember not being on a diet hardly. You know? Goodness. Uh, okay. And to me, that's a four-letter word. <laughs> it's not, but it's not the context. <laughs> it's a problem you have battled with then through your teen years and into your adulthood then. Yes. It um, sounds like, Janet. Uh, it is. I, I, for 30 years, anyway, I was uh, uh, just, I'd, I'd lose weight. Sometimes I'd lose all my weight. And I'd put it back on plus a little more. Uh, I, you know, I remember uh, different plans that I've done, different things, some good, healthy, some not so healthy, that uh, uh, until the problem by the time I was in my 30s was consuming my life. Just uh, I, I was blessed. I had... Uh, a wonderful Christian husband and three uh, beautiful daughters, but I couldn't, I I literally got to the point where I thought they would be better off without me. Without you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that here soon as to how, how the whole food addiction thing affects a person's entire well-being. Janet, you have an amazing testimony that kind of set you on the path to better health and weight control. Would you share that with us this morning? I sure will. Uh, in fact, it, it you know, January is the time you try to lose weight. We all do that. <laughs> and so January, exactly. Yeah, the first of the year, there's something about that, and Monday or whatever. But uh, January 22 years ago, uh, my, uh, you know, my uh, music minister in our church uh, had announced at, that he was going to start a healthy, he called it Christian Weight Controllers. And he had done that, I think, at another church, and he was very overweight himself, so he had a problem uh, fighting it also. And uh, he called, he st- said, we're going to start having these weekly meetings, and I thought, well, you know, I've got to lose weight again, you know. So I went. Um, we probably had about 10 people, I guess about six of them were from the same family, uh, which I still, I remain close to them today just because of some of the struggles we went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife would weigh us in and then he would, uh, he would teach the lessons. And that first time I, I was scared to death, of course, I didn't know what to expect like you are when you're starting something new. And he got up there, and he immediately got our attention by saying, if you struggled with weight and willpower, but you've overate anyway, if you've prayed for God to take away your appetite, but he didn't, if, you've, if you'd give anything not to be here right now, but you are, I'm here to say give up. Well, we thought... Give up? What kind of message is this, naturally? But all of us were too shy. You know, I mean, you think, I mean, I have fought this. You know, I can't quit fighting it. My goodness, I'd be 500 pounds, you know. And uh, I knew I had about 100 pounds to lose, and uh, I I really thought it was impossible. But you got to try, you know. And I had lost. I, I had 
proven I had lost. There was a sweet little old lady. Uh, she's gone now, but her name was, uh, we called her Sister Stack. And uh, she went to our church, and she was so sweet. She's just always an inspiration to me. Well, she had the nerve, you know, as you get older, and I'm finding that out, you're you're not quite as intimidated. So she had the nerve to say, what in the world do you mean? Quit and just stay fast? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he said, uh, uh, he says, well, now I'm glad you asked that. And then he went on to say, that, you know, we call, and I know my mother was always saying, you just have need to have more willpower. And I'll hear that when they come into my class. I've just got to have more willpower. Well, he was trying to tell us that willpower was just like pouring gasoline onto it. We had strong wills. Uh, but we were powerless over food. And when we initiated our strong wills, I will not eat that. I will follow this program to the letter. We initiated our wills to do that. It could just as easily, if circumstances changed, we could just as easily flip-flop and say, I will eat what I want to, and nobody can tell me I can't. And so then it just, it was just like adding gasoline to the problem, you know. Uh, Only, the only hope we had was surrendering to God and saying, here I am, I'm not much, and I can't do anything about what I eat. I just can't. Mm. And and so if the problem changes, it's got to be through you. And uh, and you know that's the same, whether it's food or whether it's anything else. I mean, we have to be willing to say, I can't, you can. And, uh, you know, you'd think that that would have got, and it did get me thinking, I'm sure, there's no doubt. But uh, all I could think of was just all the times I had lost before and, Gained it back, and it back. and so mm-hmm. I could, it was hard to have any hope. It's real hard, and so I immediately went out and got a bag of Reese's candies, which was one of my hot buttons, <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> you well, know, and just the natural, my natural <laughs> reflex of how to how to how to handle life, you know. Sure. Uh, uh, and you know, cruel teenagers. I remember in the store one one boy yelling out fat mama and I got things like that all the time and my steam was low anyway so you know that made it harder um, I made it through the week uh, eating whatever I wanted to but the time come for the class again and and I just kept thinking well you know I mean it's not fair to give anything just one you got to try again you've got to try maybe uh, it was a good balanced diet. We, they was following the American Diabetic Exchange diet, and it was a good balanced diet, you know. And and I thought I I really should probably get one of those sheets and try to fill it out and do it, and and uh, I'll go back and see what I think. And uh, when I got there, Sister Stack was telling me. She says, "I've been praying for you all week," and I I know. I told her those prayers is probably what got me back, mm. and that turned it around. I uh, mm. 
uh, took me two and a half years. I lost 95 pounds. And wow. uh, I have done that before, like I said. But this time, it was God did it. And I have never put more than 20 pounds of it back on. One time I put, oh. uh, we went on a cruise, and I ended up uh, <laughs> getting 20 pounds up and uh, got right back, you know, doing all the things that God had taught me before and uh, lost it again. So I've had it off now. Uh, uh, getting close to uh, 20 years because uh, it's been 19, but it was the summertime. So. Wow. Well, congratulations. Uh, that's absolutely wonderful, Janet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you that's the to... main thing is we need to take it, keep it off. <laughs> right. We're listening to... Janet K. Brown here, right here on Lit Speak on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking about diet, fitness, and God's Word. Janet, you emphasize that weight loss needs to be conquered on many levels, and you touched on that in your testimony. And this goes beyond choosing the right diet and the right exercise program. I know some of us have tried every diet in the book every time a new book comes out in Walmart with <laughs> with a new diet. Ooh. We're right there after it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I like the emphasis that you place on the fact that you've got to have God into the equation. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you're you're setting yourself up for failure. That's true. I mean, all program and there's lots of good programs out there. Like I said, there's some that are not so good, but uh, there are a lot of good balance programs. They they mainly focus on what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat and how much water should you drink and how much exercise you you know the physical part of it. and and it is a problem physically so you do have to address that yes. uh several of them will address even the mental because uh i, I was telling them last tuesday night cuz we have classes every tuesday night at church uh that you know, we have to play tricks on our mind, whatever it takes. You know, or you put That's right. uh, so much on your plate or something, or use a smaller plate or, or visualize what you're going to do when you go to a, a party or a gathering or something. You know, you've got to kind of play tricks sometimes on your mind. So a lot of them cover the mental part of it, and you need to because our minds are ingrained in habits that we've built up. Yes. But but most of them do not cover the spiritual. The only one that has ever come close that I was able, I was involved in was Overeaters Anonymous that does the 12-step programs. And you have to have, uh, you have to have that spiritual element because there is a sense of, you are putting food in place of God when it consumes your life. You run to food for your comfort. You run to food for your friend. And food is not a friend. It's not an enemy. We, even when we're on a diet, it's the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's just nutrition, and it's something pleasant God has provided for us. But you have to let him control that, and you concentrate on him. And so getting it from all three po- three areas is the only way it's going to work, in my opinion, for permanent permanent 
I mean, I prob there's probably some out there that have it, but for me anyway, it took all three. Well, I think some people don't realize, Janet, that food addiction is just as serious as any other kind of addiction, mm-hmm. whether it be alcohol addiction or drug addiction. For me, my huge addiction in my life was tobacco addiction. I was mm-hmm. a, a heavy, heavy smoker before I finally quit smoking. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think all of the excuses that we use for these other addictions apply to food. I know for me as a smoker, it was always, well, I only smoke a pack a day, so I'm not near as bad as my yeah. coworker who smokes two and a half packs a day. <laughs> and you're always looking yeah. for excuses. And when I got to where I was up to three packs a day, mm-hmm. that's when I realized I was uh, in big trouble. And and actually, I did not have the issue with weight until I quit smoking. But I always yeah, had that to fall back on. Oh, well, I'm a little heavy, but I'm a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. I'm so healthy because mm-hmm. I'm a non-smoker. And it's not until recently <laughs> that I started seriously looking at at weight as an issue for me and what has been helpful to me, Janet, I don't know if you have utilized this tool or not, but I use the MyFitnessPal program. It's on a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And well, not I, I don't use, have a smartphone, but I have <laughs> known people. That, and no, I've I got a smarter than you, me. My smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've heard of, I've heard of that and heard it's really good. And, uh, um, and I've got, uh, oh, I can't even think of the name of another one that uh, a friend had that would count her calories up for her as she as she did. And a lot of people uh, uh, do things like, I think the, the Weight Watcher online, I think, does uh, mm-hmm. some of that, too. Anything that will help you keep track, you know, right. uh, a tool. You know, I mean, I'm for all the tools you can get, you know, and uh, <laughs> you've got to, and, and some people would want to keep exact track of everything they eat, and some people don't want to think about that. They'd rather mm-hmm. just concentrate on the portions and not eating any sugar, or, you know, because we're all different. Uh, I don't, I don't say that you have to do any one particular diet it just has to be balanced and that's between you and god just like your walk with god Mm. in any area it uh it's a it's a personal thing what works for you and uh i think the uh uh you know, you can take a lot of good things. We've probably all known people. I've I, I done a class on just using a generalized uh, thing that you uh, uh, or that controls your life. And some it's good things like sports and and, and shopping and uh, uh, you know just it, it could even be church work. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. you get so obsessed and you get caught up and I do more than this one and I, they get praise and I don't or any things like this because uh, can just envelop your life and there's no place for God, you know. And when you when you look at it that way, it's just you have got to what the the smoking that becomes so important. You are uh, you are doing that. To calm you down instead of saying, Lord, calm me down, you know. (laughs) Uh, We're weird. Humans are weird, but we do. (laughs) It's really easy. 
to to find something that just consumes you and you don't it slips up on you gradually you don't even realize it i mean i'm sure the i've never had the drug problem but i'm sure the first time someone takes a a little bit of drug they're not ever thinking they're going to be consumed with it you know oh exactly when i started smoking smoking cigarettes it was kind of a lark my husband was a smoker and I used to just reach over to his cigarette mm-hmm. and take a puff, mm-hmm. and he warned me. He said, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I was mm-hmm. so sure I had it under control. And the, the day I bought my first pack, he said, you're going to regret that. And, yeah, 25 years later, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you did regret it. Yeah. Over that addiction. yeah. Janet, That's I, would like to, I would like to turn to your writing career now, which is very much intertwined with the message that you have to convey to people. I just wanted to mention, I love the tagline that you have on your website, which, by the way, for our listeners, is JanetKBrown.com. I urge you to go visit Janet's website. I'm, I'm there right now. I'm All looking right. at it right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, the tagline is Writing God's Message of Hope, and I just love that. Yeah. Your yeah. novel, Worth Her Weight, features the uh, main character, Lacey, and she deals with many of the issues faced by a person with a food addiction. Without giving away too much of the story, let's talk about the reasons why we fall prey to self-medicating, if you will, with food. And I think we've kind of covered a little bit of that with the fact that, well, in Lacey's case, she was just so overstressed, poor thing. Everybody in her life was wanting kind of a piece of her. (laughs) And I I enjoyed your book so much because I think you did an excellent job of showing just how difficult it was for her to deal with all of the issues that people were throwing at her. Yeah, so I thank you. Uh, It's funny, the uh, first ones that uh, uh, critiqued my the first three chapters, their comment was no one would eat that much, and <laughs> or I had, you know, I said, well, all I know is I did, so you know, I know it's possible. <laughs> Maybe no one else does, but uh, uh, I, you know, I ne- I really never thought about writing about my food addiction. And all it never entered my mind. You know, God has plans. We started. I just loved writing, and I started writing. Well, I've written all my life, and uh, my goal when I retired my uh, medical coding job was is that was that I would uh, write and actually submit some stuff. I'd sold some short stories, but I'd never worked on. Uh, well, I'd worked on one novel submitted it once and it was turned down back when the girls were teenagers and that was the last of that. But I ever book and I and I, I did like uh Deborah Clopton was a, a inspiration in that she'd say every time she got a rejection she'd just lay that story aside and she'd write another one. And so that way <laughs> as soon as she got Published for the first time, she had ten ready to go. Well, that's kind of what well, I did. That so I've got like lots, a great lots of them that are published. <laughs> but I found that every one of them has something to do with an addiction or a, a, a difficult. Even in my young adult, the the girl, uh, you know, I mean, she feels rejected by her parents. Anything that is an impossible problem to a person where there is the only hope is Christ. 
And uh, so I found, you know, I didn't really pick that theme, but that kind of seems to be what all of mine ended up being. Uh, but I had just, I had, uh, uh, oh, I'd just gotten a contract, I guess, on Victoria and the Ghost, uh, my younger yes, daughter. I talk about that and, here in a few minutes. Yeah. I start, I woke up in the middle of the night, which I don't. I usually sleep real sound. I woke up in the middle of the night, and, I, and devotions kept popping to my mind. And I went to the computer, and before I ever went back to bed, I had written 14 devotions. Wow. And I thought, uh, and it was all something to do with things that I had studied, because I had gone to immediately my music minister on that first class uh, had to move away and he left some of his literature and told me just to take it over and I did because I hadn't finished losing my weight yet. And so some of that literature and, you know, all the things I'd learned and I'd taught, it was all something pointed at uh, if you have a food addiction or if you have something that you can't control. And I thought... After I wrote those 14 devotions, probably it was just God ministering to me. And then over a, yeah, and then over, but I kept getting then as as it went along, I kept thinking, uh, I I said, well, I think I maybe understand a little more how a pastor's mind works, you know, because I did look out (laughs) at the trees in our backyard and all of a sudden God had show me something to write about that, and I'd write that little story, or I'd go on a vacation, or, you know, or something that was happening in my life, and I'd write that little short story, and and uh, pretty soon, I had about, oh, I about 270 by that time, and I had realized, you know, I'm going to finish this up. I had I had been quit teaching for a while and I'd started up again. And my thought was that I was going to use that for curriculum. And uh, But I decided I'm going to have 365. That would make a good book that you could have one page a day. It took me four <laughs> years total of doing that. And uh, I went to Oklahoma uh, Writers uh, up in Oklahoma City because I'm, I'm just about two two hours, two and a half hours from there, and I went to a conference, and Duke Pennell uh, from Pennell Publishing was just, was there, he had just, he had done everything else in writing, but he was just starting his own company, and uh, he was taking uh, pitches, so I went in and uh, pitched my idea, I I had by that time several devotions to show him and and, uh, different ones that uh, I hadn't quite finished it. I think I had 300 at that time. And he was very interested to ask for some more, and I sent him some more. And and it just kind of evolved with it, just one thing after another. You have, once it came out, people were saying, I had quit teaching again for a while and, and was saying, well, you know, it would really help if we had a support group. And I thought, you know, that's right. I had a support group when I was losing my weight. So mm-hmm. here I've started it again. Jan, hold that. We're going to commercial break here in a couple of minutes. And I want to share a story with you about your book. And I'd also like to mm-hmm. 
read a little excerpt out of your book as well when we come back from our uh, commercial break. I found the book to be most helpful, and the story of how I came across a copy of it is very interesting. So we'll be going to commercial here in about one minute. Yeah, we can uh, can do that whenever. After that, like I said, I'd like to follow up with some more about, about your Divine Dining book because it is a wonderful resource for folks. You're listening to Janet K. Brown right here on Lit Speak on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back in just a moment. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled. And that has made all the difference. The road less traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christ-like. Salo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The road of enlightenment. The road of discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey. A journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot, because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacom. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes, but with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, BSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, 
Look no further than Seacom's extensive privately owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport, Seacom has the answers. Visit us at Seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. would love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Welcome back to this week with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to our second half hour. We have... Author Janet K. Brown is our guest today on Lit Speak right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'd like to start our second half hour with our giveaway. Ooh, last week, giveaway. Last week, <laughs> we offered a giveaway of Ann Mulligan's Chapel Springs Revival. And we have a surprise for our special guest today because the winner of our of that book is Janet K. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I interviewed Janet on so <laughs> it was a random drawing. <laughs> Stop oh, isn't that something? <laughs> Who would have guessed? So I, I'm I lucky. laughed when I saw that. I said, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so, listeners, stay tuned because we have another giveaway coming up here in just a few minutes. <laughs> Let's return to the conversation that we were having with Janet prior to our break. We were talking about her wonderful devotional divine dining janet what i like about your book for one thing is that you start out each day with a bible verse and that sets the tone for the need for god's intervention in our food addiction issues and then you always tell a little story that most of us can relate to and then you follow it up with a Kind of a thought for the well, actually a prayer. I wanted to say thought for the day, but actually it's a prayer that you you finish up with. And I just I really enjoy this book. And let me tell you how how I came about getting a copy, which I thought was interesting. I had seen the book, of course, advertised on your website and so such, and always thought to myself, I'm going to order this book. I'm going to order this book. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Among many that I'm always going to order. I have a very dear friend who, who uh, lives in my town, and actually she happens to be one of mm-hmm. Derek's co-hosts on one of his other shows here with Lo- Roadless Travel mm-hmm. Internet Ministries. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the show, and I was mentioning different guests that I would like to invite, and I was talking about you. And I said, gee, Janet sounds like she would be such a fascinating guest. She so, knows so much about diet and fitness, and she's 
such a warrior for the Lord, and I think she would be a great guest. And in the course of conversation, I had never mentioned your name, and I had never mentioned the names of your books. And I happened to say, she wrote this really neat devotional that I've heard so much about. It's called Divine Dining. And Don happened to have been in a support group down in our town a few months ago for weight loss. And she said, oh, my goodness, that's the book we were using for our support group. And she's been on your Facebook a lot. She said you're very encouraging on your Facebook. You have all kinds of encouraging little quotes and things. And I said, oh, now how cool that one person who lives in my town and my Internet friend kind of sort of have a connection there. I think that's just the neatest thing. Oh, that mm-hmm. just makes my day. You know, so I love someone that, that I have don't know or something. <laughs> that is neat. <laughs> Janet's made it all the way down to our little sleepy town or part of Colorado. That's exactly. amazing. Exactly. <laughs> we are out here in the boondocks. Believe me, Janet. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, we were also talking God works about... every way in mysterious mm-hmm. ways. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> I wanted to bring up a couple of other points that you emphasized in your in your, the novel Worth Her Weight with Lacey. You talked about how breaking that addiction, you demonstrated this very well in, in her characterization, breaking the addiction can be socially difficult. You go into oh, work yeah. and there's the the real nice coworker that provides donuts and you don't want to hurt her feelings or somebody that comes in with the homemade brownies. Plus or, you want the donuts. Exactly. Or yeah. at the church, yeah. there's the social event and you've got to help yourself with some of those homemade cookies because you don't want to hurt Mrs. Jones' feelings. Sure. And, and well, let's talk a little bit about how you deal with that. Oh, boy. I, I, so I state some facts and figures sometimes that I've gotten uh, how uh, the evangelical Christian churches is some of the worst. And the reason I think is because, yeah, well, whatever, you know, uh, it because uh, I think it's because it's the accepted sin, you know. I mean, we would never exactly. take a drink of alcohol or or get, you know, and we wouldn't uh, murder anybody, you know, and everything. <laughs> but yet we can stand there with a, a hundred, two hundred extra pounds, uh, very righteous, you know, uh, on our bodies. But another thing is that we do. Um, and it, and this is true everywhere, but you see it in the church as a community, that we emphasize a lot with food. Everything we have, we have food. Uh, we just think we just can't meet without having food, too. I, I told one young lady in our church that she has had a couple of Zumba-thons, and I said, I love it when we get together and we do something for God and we're doing something good for our bodies, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do have the, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you do, we have the ones that we uh, get together, get acquainted, bring in new people, we, we eat dinner together. And, and it's not, that's biblical. I mean, in the early church, sure. they broke bread together, you know, so it's not that it's wrong, I think it's just we overdo it. That's typical of most of the things. The moderation of something is not a problem. It's that we try to, we overdo a good thing. 
And so we, we can't even meet and study the Bible without having refreshments over on the side, you know. Isn't that the truth? But I know. it does make it hard. I, and, you know, I've seen people handle it different ways. I've not, And I've handled it different ways where you take your own food and you eat your little thing while they're mm-hmm. eating something else. I've seen it where uh, they ate before they came and they didn't eat anything, or they just didn't come. They were scared to death. I have one friend that she just won't hardly go out and eat. She just thinks she can't handle that, you know. And <laughs> but you know, to me, you have got you've got to find something that works with your lifestyle. And your the Lord doesn't want you to miss out on things. He wants you to get it in the right perspective. You're there to study the Bible, or you're there to visit and make new friends. But concentrate on the people. I always say decide what you're going to eat. If you know ahead of time, that is really helpful. Or at -hmm. least try to get, as I said, like a smaller plate or Decide. I many times where I knew there was going to be desserts, I would make up in my mind ahead of time. I'm going to have one dessert and only eat half of it, and then usually right. I have to put mm-hmm. my napkin over it and scoot it away to keep from nibbling <laughs> at it. But but decide what you know how much uh, I will eat. Any uh, if there's any vegetable, I will make put more vegetables on there. I will only have one meat if there's three. Or mm-hmm. make the, make some of those decisions ahead of time that you're not thinking about it so much there. And then concentrate on the people or concentrate right. on what you're studying. Get your mind on the right thing, and that's, half, that's the main thing. Because we get to thinking, all we think about is the food. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know that and that's not the most too, important thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. What I have done in some situations where, say, it's a birthday party and you know you're going to eat a piece of that birthday cake and some ice cream or whatever, you plan ahead and make allowances for your calorie intake for that whole day. Right. You know, okay, right. only eat like 500 calories until time for the party when you're going to load up on the other thousand or whatever, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that yeah. has worked fairly well for me sometimes. <laughs> but don't give Not up always, meals. But Just strategy. eat maybe a little again, lighter. The style program helps me yeah. with that because that's what makes right. me accountable. I didn't realize how many calories I was taking in a day until I started mm-hmm. using that, and, and I have learned to accommodate mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. That we have shows you every little thing. Yeah. Program. We're going to do our giveaway here in a few minutes. But first, Janet, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention another thing you bring up in the book that I think is is paramount to this discussion: the fact that God doesn't think any less of us. We often think less of ourselves, but He doesn't think any less of us. And I truly believe that God grieves for us when we self-destruct. It doesn't matter whether it's a food addiction or a Tobacco addiction or or what? What are your feelings on that? Oh, I think so too. God loves us. He he spe- he thinks we're so special. He created us. He knew us before we were born. It's us that you know get it all messed up and think we're not worth. And you know, you have to think of yourself as as beautiful before God. 
It doesn't matter if you weigh, like me, I weighed 250 pounds. That doesn't matter. You are beautiful to God because he sees the creation. He sees how he made you to be. He knows your potential. And it's really important to sometimes I'll have people write down 10 things they like about each other. I had to do that. And I about like about themselves that is hard to do when you've got a real low <laughs> self-esteem. You can jot down ten things you don't like real quick, but think of ten things you like, ten things God blessed you with, and we've all got them that are special and that are good and they're beautiful. And uh, But I know I got caught up in thinking it, it made me more of a recluse because I thought if people really knew the real me, they wouldn't like me, mm. you know. And we have got, you've got to give up. It is really, low self-esteem is really a form of pride. And the reason that is, is because it's all about us. We did something I've never wrong. thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. We did. Mm-hmm. When it's all about God, then we are a creation of God, mm-hmm. you know, so. That, wow, uh, I like that. I like you, that line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is really good. And you you think about that, and and one of the things that we talk about all the time is the difference between turning things over to God uh, as opposed to or or in competition with our ego, and and low self esteem really is a form of misguided ego, and mm-hmm. and so yeah. Well, it's time you for you can't our... have gratitude. You can't have gratitude and low self-esteem because right. uh, if you you know humility or feeling woe is me, I'm not very good in everything. That's that's just all about you, you know. Yeah. So yeah. when you're grateful to God, boy, you want humility. All you got to <laughs> do is be grateful. <laughs> well, it's time for our literal steal here on Lit Speak. I got. I, I have to confess something. I've already. I, I just signed up. <laughs> you already signed up. You're cheating, Derek. <laughs> as as we try to do every week, we have a special giveaway today. We or I may need to clarify that we're going to have a drawing for a giveaway. Right. And actually. Our winner will have a choice of either of two books. The first one is Janet's Divine Dining devotional book, and the second one is her new novel, Worth Her Weight. Worth Her Weight, yeah. And I know some folks may already have the devotional and not the novel and vice Mm -hmm. versa, so we wanted to give that option to folks to, excuse me, we wanted to... We wanted to give that option to our winner to to choose either either book. Mm-hmm. The way to sign up for the giveaway is to go to my website, which is www.patty, P-A-T-T-I, Sheen, S-H-E-N-E. You should be able to see it on the slideshow.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> on the Blog Talk Radio tab, there is a giveaway page. All you have to do is leave a comment. You don't really have to say much of anything except, like Derek always says, I, said, I want the book. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I said, I want the book. I think, I think on this one, I think I actually said I need the book. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so 
All I have to do is leave that comment. Uh, do be aware that the comment does not show up on the page until I go in to the website and approve it, and that's just a feature of, of the uh, web, the web page. Yeah, the webmaster yeah. that you have. And yeah. that's probably to prevent spam and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. I just wanted to make you aware of that. If you leave your comment and nothing's there, you're going to wonder, but... I, I go in just as soon as I can and get that approved. And probably so. should remind everybody that it is, and it says up there, that all drawing winners are determined by random.org. Yes, so it is and legal so and fair. Janet won squ- fair and square. That's right. She sure Janet did. won that book fair and square. I'm just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, and also I do need to make listeners aware that the drawing is open until next Monday, the Twenty sixth. It says eight p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Eight p.m. Yeah, I had, yeah. did have it set for midnight, but that makes it a little tough on me because then I have to do my drawing in the morning before I come to the show, and I get rushed. And I'd rather have a little bit of leeway time, so I'm going to make it eight p.m. That's ten p.m. Eastern Time. I think that's fair. Sure. I think that's fair to folks. Yeah, so, we got all week to do it. Exactly. If you wait so, till that late, maybe you don't deserve to there win. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, we do encourage folks to to please enter the giveaway. Giveaways are. I think it should fun. be done by a speed thing about how quick somebody gets that gets their comment in. <laughs> since I've already, I got my comment well, in. Well, you got the edge because you're right here. That's not fair. Oh, okay. Janet, right, would you mind. please tell us real quick? <laughs> assuming that we have some people who sign up for the giveaway that are unlucky, there's going to be a bunch of them because we only have one winner. Tell us how a person can obtain either or both of your books, where they can obtain your books. Uh, They can uh, obtain them on uh, Pinnell Publishing, the catalog store. Then it's also on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And, of course, you order it through any bookstore, but... Very good. And I will have some uh, links. Yes. I couldn't think of the word. And I see that there I will have it, links up there. I put links for all my guests on uh, on one of the pages under that Blog Talk Radio tab. So I'll be sure to. They're not there right now. I'll get that set up after. And I the see show, that there's actually a link here on Janet's website uh, that you can go to right underneath at the bottom here that you can click to. It'll take you to pinnell.com. Um, yeah. And, and, it just goes yeah. directly to it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, Janet, I want to talk about Victoria and the Ghost because that is one work of yours that I know absolutely nothing about, <laughs> or very little. Well, so, like I said, out of it sounds like it's kind of a fun story, is it? It is. Um, of all of all the stories that I have written, I only had one young adult. And uh, this, uh, the 4RV Publishing was looking for children to young adults at the time. And so I, that's what I pitched. So that was the first one I was able, I finally got in contract. And I, of course, was so excited. But it is a fiction story, but the place is a real place. Uh, oh, that's always fun. Sparked, mm. Yeah, uh, it sparked my, uh, the interest. And me, when we first moved up to Wichita Falls and was taking a drive because it's up in the country of North Texas, and it's a registered Texas ghost town called Clara, Texas. And there's a cemetery, all there's left is a cemetery, the rectory, and the church. 
uh, and the church is still going, and uh, and it's a neat little cemetery. It's out away from anything, and and then I heard there was a ghost there of the man that settled that community. So I thought that was fascinating, and it was about the time that my oldest granddaughter, whose name is Victoria, uh, was having her usual teen rebellion time. So I put in, what if this this girl uh, was moved up to the country? She's a city girl from Dallas, moved up to the country, uh, close to Clara, where she could walk to it, and she's a mama's girl, but mama has married a rich guy and doesn't doesn't want her anymore, and she's having to live with her daddy that she blames. So she's just got, and, and then she moves up into this godforsaken country where she's got a few chickens <laughs> and, you know, oh, and fun. has no friends, which, you know, to a 15, 16-year-old, that's the kiss of death. But she needs to go, you know. And of all things, God uses that ghost to heal her wounds. Mm. And um, so she has a real uh, uh, nemesis in this book. Her name is Shelley, and she causes her lots of problems. So now I have gone, I flip-flopped the idea and... uh, the new book should be coming out sometime in 2015 called A Ghost for Shelley because Shelley, the proverbial country girl, is going to have to move to Dallas. Oh, yeah. And I've got the ghost in McKinney, old McKinney Courthouse that's going to straight, straighten her out. So. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking for real life places and legends and stuff. To me, that's kind of fun to use that uh, and how how God... Now, I've been accused, some say, you know, Christians shouldn't write about ghosts, but, uh, you know, I figure if God, if, if uh, anyone knows about the supernatural, it should be God needs to use one <laughs> if he wanted to. Whatever <laughs> so, it takes to ship it. <laughs> right. So well, yeah, I, that's I agree my with uh, last week, uh, Janet. I don't know if you heard last week's show, but uh, Karen Ball had stated through Anne. Anne Mulligan was my guest last week, and she said, I believe it was Karen Ball had said that God whispers. Yes. God whispers to our heart. I think it was, yes. and we respond in story. Yeah. We answer Him in story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going to bring yeah. that up when you were talking about your your Divine Dining book, how all those. The devotionals came to you, and it's just amazing how God does speak to us. And not only that, but I think as writers, He gives us situations and experiences that we can draw from in our life that are going to reflect in our writing. And He does that for a reason to set us up for the message that He wants us to convey. That's true. A lot of the things that you end up writing, you've had at least some of those same types feelings it might not be the same exact situation but those feelings are are universal and I, I really Diane Mills I remember I went to Blue Ridge Christian uh, conference one time and I remember her uh, she taught a class on writing as ministry and I had never quite thought about it that way 
and had us write a vision statement and all. And that really helped me and kind of, you know, sometimes when I think maybe I'm not doing as much at church or personally or something, and I think but that, that writing is a ministry. It, it It's exactly. something that God uses, and I, I think he does. Uh, and I, I couldn't do it without him, so, yeah, that's a good way of thinking it. God whispers and we write it on the page. <laughs> I can remember, Janet, I can't remember who the – who the author was, but she taught a workshop at one of the conferences I attended. And she talked about that very thing, how we can get so bogged down in community activities and Mm -hmm. all this. And she says, your response is always, I am a writer. Mm -hmm. Can you make cupcakes for so-and-so's, you know, classroom party this week? Mm -hmm. No, I am a writer. (laughs) Can you be on this committee at church? No, I am a writer. (laughs) I I could be on that committee, but... You know what? I'm a writer, so I just, I just can't exactly. do it. It is hard yeah, for can't. people to take that serious. It really is. <laughs> yeah. well, Janet, regrettably, uh, to allow it's you time that to time. wrap up the show. <laughs> I regret mm. that it's about time to wrap up the show, Janet, because I feel like we could visit with you for another hour. But I do want to emphasize some of the things that we talked about. First of all, I urge our listeners to go to Janet's website, which is JanetKBrown.com. Mm -hmm. I urge our listeners to check out Divine Dining, 365 devotions to guide you to healthier weight and abundant wellness. Mm -hmm. And also her novels, one is Victoria and the Ghost, and there will be a follow-up in that series coming in, you said, in 2015. 2015, Isn't that correct, Janet? And then, of course, uh, Worth Her Weight, which was, uh, Janet did, like I said, an excellent job with characterization as far as taking us through the journey of Lacey's weight mm-hmm. problem and yeah. food addiction and how she overcame that yeah. and how she learned just how valuable she is to God and to someone else in her life. Mm-hmm. But we won't go into that. That's, yeah. that's giving away too much of the yeah, plot. Yeah, so. yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Janet, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really enjoyed visiting oh. with you. Thank you, Pat, for having me. I've so enjoyed visiting with you. <laughs> Thank you I appreciate so much, Janet. It. Thanks. Well, before we leave, until next week, I would like to challenge our listeners to let your heart be open to what God is telling you through your imagination and act upon it. You know, and, and yeah, and remind everybody. Don't do the giveaway so Derek can win. Oh, no, that's no, not true. Hey, don't forget that's the giveaway. Not, oh, oh, and also, God, also you reminded week, him. I usually do a little preview. Of yes, next give week. him a, next, next week. We, we got two a, minutes here to give him. Next week we have another exciting guest. Mm-hmm. We have Kathy Eide. Kathy is one of those people who has done wonderful things with the latter years in her life, mm-hmm. and we're going to have an interesting discussion about redefining your life after age forty, after age fifty. It's, it's going to be fun think our listeners will enjoy that. Yep. So please come back. Tuesday mornings, Tuesday 8 a.m. 8 a.m. If you missed the show, yes. there is a link all over my website to get to it. So Go and listen, listen to, it. to it. Give me your tagline to say goodbye. I just did. Give it again. I, I challenge our listeners to let your heart be open to what God is telling you through your imagination and act upon it. Let's speak right here with Patty Sheen. Great job. God bless. God bless. There is a candle in every soul, some brightly burning, 
some dark and cold There is a spirit Who brings a fire Ignites a glare 